Welcome back to another episode of our Eagle Perspective podcast. We're in season two. I am joined today by the amazing Augustus Garcia. Glad to be here. Senior Bible department teacher. And by the incredible Janelle Rugi, our student activities director. And we're going to talk about welcome, first of all. Thanks. Excited to be here. So I think for all three of us, this is probably one of our favorite things about Santa Fe, our topic today. uh, Absolutely. which, which, Which is our global ministry and community partnerships program, which we're really excited this year. We are sending out six teams into the world, which we're excited about. And I'm going to give kudos to you, Janelle, who's worked really, really hard to get that going this year. Uh, Thanks. It's been a committee effort, but it's been really great. So we're going to get into why we believe so much in this. It's been it's been a massive part of the Santa Fe experience really for the last 20 years or so. And obviously with COVID, we had to put a little pause on it. But my first question is between the two of you, who's been on the most trips? It's got to be you. I think it's you, Janelle. Yeah, I might I might take the cake there. There was a season of, well, you had a season of three I, every year, too. I don't actually two. know how many I've been on. I it's in the either. 20s somewhere. Yours, I would have thought, I would have honestly guessed you might be north of 30, because I feel like you had a good stretch of three a year, <laughs> right? You That's had true. three a year. Yeah, I mean, do, do I would, I'm definitely over 30, because I, I want to say I for sure was in India about 10 years, and Uganda 10 years alone, and okay. that doesn't count any so of the So that's 20 others. trips. Yeah. Right. So maybe even pushing 40. I don't know. Okay. And, and I mean, really, if anyone on <laughs> campus thinks about a trip, suddenly Janelle is there volunteering to go, I think is really sort of how that and works. I'm usually right behind her. I mean, that is true. In fact, <laughs> we, we sometimes recently... Fight. We sometimes fight over it. Yeah. We recently had a... We're, we're exploring another trip for uh, for next year. And, um, you know, I, th- I don't even know who, who won on who's going to do the exploratory trip. I mean, I think the arm wrestle went to Augustus okay. this time. But... All right. So in other words... Janelle generously agreed to let you go. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> all right. So, um, I mean, you guys have been all over the world with our students. And and I know I've been fortunate enough to go with you a couple times. Yeah. Um, and I, I think all three of us would say this is one of the most high-impact parts of the upper school experience. So let me just start simply with why do we believe in these international trips? Well, I think first and foremost – Um, I know that most of the teachers that I've talked to that are involved in the trips are involved because they've been impacted personally as a young person. Um, I I know I've heard some of your experiences overseas as a young person. And and really, for me, I I look back to my high school experience when I was a new believer. I committed myself to the Lord in my freshman year. And one of the first things I, I turned around and asked my mom was, I want to go serve someplace. And so she actually found this organization called Teen Missions Organization and or Teen Missions International. And I volunteered and raised support to go to Belize. And that was the, the wow. first missions trip I ever went to as a brand new believer. Um, it was two months, actually, and radically changed my life. It, it showed me a, a new perspective on on life around the world. I was exposed to poverty. I was exposed to uh, living in uh, such a way that you had to have 100% dependence upon God. And um, as a young person, when you're growing up in in such comfort and, and ease like so many of us experience, sometimes it's that that comfort can be an enemy to our faith because we, we sometimes forget our dependency upon God. And I remember laying at night in my tent as a 15, 16 year old kid, just praying to God that the mosquitoes would not eat me alive. <laughs> like that was the type of and, and faith were those that prayers it was. answered? Well, 
the Lord met me in, yeah. in that time and, uh, and was with me. And mm -hmm. uh, he showed up in so many different ways. And so from that moment on, like I, I went on another trip in, in high school and then led one in college. Because these types of experiences are exactly what forces you to put your faith into action. And as a young person, I caught that vision. And, and now as, as an adult leading these trips, that's exactly what I hope for, for my students, that they are put into circumstances where they need to rely upon God for that strength and to wake up in the morning and put a smile on their face and be put into uncomfortable circumstances where they're, they're challenged and they will, they've see, they see God show up. I know I have, I've seen it countless times on, on the field, um, and it's such an amazing experience. Janelle, what would you say the goals are of these trips? So I think one big goal is to get kids out of their comfort zone, right? Like there's something about getting out of your normal every day that opens you up to something different than you're used to. And I think um, getting students to step out of themselves and kind of see what God's doing in the world all around them already, right? Like giving them an experience and exposure to how other people live, how other people worship, um, other cultures' values, and how that shapes our faith right? How, how it intertwines um, and how it is different, but how it, I don't know, it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful view of God's creation and his people. And so I think the goal is, one of the goals is to allow kids to see that really. And yeah, you mentioned uh, the way that you get to see how other people worship and experience mm -hmm. the Lord overseas. That that reminds me of one of the that was another huge takeaway for me as a young person on that first missions trip was it, it seemed like my faith was so localized to where I grew up in the local church and I didn't have this this concept of of God as truly sovereign over the entire world. And then I remember stepping into a little church with a you know, mud walls and uh, thatch roof uh, hut, yeah. and the Spirit of God was present there. And as a young person, it was so impactful for me to realize, oh, God is the same here, even for these people who are living in such wildly different circumstances than myself. And we shared the same joy, we shared the same love. And for me, I recognized, ah, oh, that's the same Spirit of God yeah. at work in this place as back home, and that, that just solidified for me the, uh, the truthfulness of the gospel and, and, and God himself and the way he works around the world. Yeah, I'm struck by um, our kids realizing not everyone worships the same. I think back to, uh, I, went to I went to Russia a couple years with a team and um, they have three hour church services and our kids learn that. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you know, this is just how they do things. And none of the Russian kids complained. It was just how it was. Yeah. Right. And it was like an hour of worship, which was awesome, you know, for them to see just different, different ways of, of doing it. What else other goals that, that if you're thinking about like what makes a great trip, you know, what, what you would hope that kids would walk away with. Um, I think another goal would be faith formation. In all the trips, we really emphasize spiritual growth in the kids, whatever that looks like, whether that's experiencing another culture's worship style or whether it is 
really just taking that time away from our busy lives and having that focused intention mm-hmm. on what God's doing, right? Yeah. And so I think that's an important piece of it, what for kind, sure. What kinds of things do we have kids do on trips? Well, I was going to say on the lines of, of faith formation, and one of the things that is always a part of every single trip is is that special time, whether it's in the morning or in the evenings, yeah. where the adults, the chaperones on the trip, really get to pour into our students. Yeah. So one of my favorite times, um, whether it's you know, the times on the, the Thailand trip that I've led or in Israel, where in the evenings our group comes together and we debrief from the day, and we we ask each other what God showed us that day. We pray for each other. Sometimes if someone's got some musical talent, we sing and worship. And those are really authentic times for our students to be able to reflect on their experiences that uh, they've had, and for the leaders and other students to really speak God's truth into each other's hearts at a time where they're often more receptive to hearing God because they've been seeing His work uh, throughout the day. Another aspect of some of our trips is service, getting outside of themselves and pouring into a community that we're partnering with overseas. So that service can look like partnering with a school, as we've done in India and Rwanda in the past, um, where our students go in and teach and learn how to engage in the classroom with kids and kind of give back that way and help promote some English lessons that the schools want us to to help them with, you know. Um, Others are service-oriented in building, and sometimes they've... They've aided communities with construction projects or whatnot. Um, Some of our trips are language and cultural immersion, you know, helping students put what they're learning in the classroom into practice and learn firsthand the cultures that they're studying in school and having that opportunity to carry that out in person. So a couple things that that I'm, I'm struck by. I mean, when you mentioned the teaching um, my, it, it, that's one of my favorite things to yeah. watch our students go out and be teachers. And my, like my absolute favorite thing is they put all this work into it. They have a lesson plan, right? Let's say it's a 45 minute lesson or whatever. And 10 minutes in, they're like, oh my gosh, my lesson's over. <laughs> I've done everything. What do I do for the next 35 minutes? Welcome to right? our lives. Yep. And we're just in the back, like, uh-huh. Yep. Good luck. You know? Um, but the other thing is you, 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 you in particular have been very, um, as we've moved forward, focused on what we do there, we want it to be really in partnership with what's yeah. happening locally, right? So yeah. whether we're working with a Christian organization there or a local school or an organization or just something happening in the community that, you know, ideally these are longer-term relationships, yeah. but also projects that they're already in process and we're coming alongside them. Yeah, I think it's really important when we insert ourselves into a community that we're not showing up and then leaving and not taking into consideration the people we're working with, right? Yeah. I think being invited into another community is a privilege. And for someone to open up their their lives to us for a whole week or 10 days um, is pretty impactful. And it's a pretty special thing. And I think it needs to be protected and you know, it needs to be that authentic relationship. It's not just a one-way, it's not a one-way street. I think we definitely have a desire to meet the people we're working with and really see what they're doing and ask that we can come alongside and be part of it for a short little window to show our kids the amazing things that they're already doing. 
And it really is beautiful when you can see those long-term relationships and partnerships that we've built. Um, I was reflecting on, I think, one of the most impactful moments that I had on the Rwanda missions trips, which it, we partner with a school there in Kigali. And this school, in a lot of ways, mirrors exactly what Santa Fe tries to do. And it's one of those trips where, where students are in the front and, mm -hmm. and teaching. And it is absolutely <laughs> lovely as a teacher to be able to see your, your students stand in front. Not as easy as you thought, is it? Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and yet the, the staff and the teachers there that we've had this partnership with for, for many years, um, on one occasion invited the students into their homes and it was it was the most amazing experience that uh, I think I've had on one of these trips where we broke the team up into different groups of four or five students and then they walked from the school yeah. through the town through the village down the road uh, up and downhill and um, these loving Christian school teachers invited our students into their house. And I remember sitting in the living room with this gentleman and his, his house had one light bulb and his wife came out and offered the best that they had to our students. And it was all that we could do to just hold back the tears until we left of, of being overwhelmed with the love and hospitality that these people showed us. And so those those connections and partnerships, like you said, being welcomed into the community and, and recognizing the fact that we are often the ones that are the main beneficiaries yeah. of being invited into these yeah. communities and just coming alongside a lot of these ministries that are in progress and doing the Lord's work, but also get the, the fun of being infused with some outsiders to come in and, yeah. and hopefully bring some light and joy. So, and we're talking a lot about, in particular, the upper school trips, but um, if we were to look at k-12 you know how do we sort of build this from the lower grades all the way up into the upper school yeah so currently we partner with kids around the world in the lower school and they're big into food distribution in impoverished areas around the world and our school has been very involved the elementary school really owns this partnership to um pack i don't even i thousands of meals. I don't know the yeah. numbers. It's so many. It's yeah. this whole production and it's really exciting for our kids to get a taste of the world outside of themselves. Yeah. And you're talking from, about from from early ages. I'm talking lower elementary school starts this. And yeah. And specifically we, we call that give thanks, give back just yes. for people who've been around. That's what that's what you're referring to, which yeah. is now going about fifteen years yeah. back or so. Um, which has been great. And then in the middle school, I know you both have actually, I think, been involved in some of the middle school efforts at City Heights or Tucson. Um, if, I don't know if you want to mention yeah, anything so about that. The seventh grade, the whole class is invited to go to Tucson for a week on a service expedition to really step outside of their comfort zone and serve the community of Tucson, where we've built some incredible relationships. And they're doing some amazing things around... Um, the poor and the homeless in that community and our kids get to go and serve and learn about it and then hopefully bring the things they learn back home where we have very similar issues but you know it takes them outside of themselves to get to experience that and then in eighth grade the there's an opportunity for the students to take that and go locally down into city heights in our own community and see what some of the issues um, we're struggling with here and get to be part of that and learn how they can be involved in it. 
Yeah, I think it's so important for us as a community to remember that our community partnerships and our ministry starts right here at home. You know, when you look at the the mandate that God gives us in the Bible, and you look specifically at Acts 1.8, says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, that's like Solana Beach and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so while the upper school trips are, are awesome, and it's it's such a privilege to take students outside of their, their normal culture, um, we definitely want to have that heart of service right here in our own community because if we neglect the needs that are right in front of us then then we've missed a huge aspect of of what it means to be a disciple and servant of christ so i can't help but notice that you've brought your bible with you uh what are some of the biblical underpinnings and you just mentioned acts right, right. and i love that by the way because you know mr gilbert i know he talks a lot about starting locally, moving into, you know, sort of a larger area, your state, your country, and then going internationally and kind of K-12. That's kind of where, how we line up uh, a little bit, right? Um, But what are some of the other scriptural calls for us to implement this program? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that sometimes you hear in uh, popular culture when you have people uh, scrutinizing um, the Christian church is sometimes there's some negativity that can come at short-term ministry mm-hmm. work, um, that there's the it can have a bad rap of, you know, you're just taking a group of students and heading for 10 days or a couple of weeks into a community and, and out. And, and certainly we want to be mindful of the fact that we want to be a benefit and not a a detractor to the communities that we serve. But at the same time, there is a pretty clear biblical example for us to follow that I think supports short-term ministry work. And it comes right out of Jesus's uh, ministry with the 12 disciples and then the 72 that were following him. In uh, I just have my Bible open here to Mark chapter 6. That was the first instance when Jesus literally sent the 12 disciples out on a short-term ministry hmm. project, uh, two by two, and he sends them out. And uh, the, the instructions are kind of interesting in verse 8 of chapter 6 when he says, take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread no bag, no money in your belts. Um, Basically, he's saying, hey, I'm going to send you out just for a short amount of time without all the creature comforts that you're used to and out of your normal routine to kind of shake your faith up a little bit. Um, He's wanting the disciples to learn dependency upon him and the Holy Spirit. Um, And then they go out in verse 12 and they preach that people should repent and then they they do some actual practical work, Hmm. right? They, They seek to meet people's physical needs, um, anointing sick people with oil and and healing them and driving out demons. So right from the get-go, you see a pretty clear model in the scripture of these, what I would say, are training missions. And if you look at the work with that we have here at Santa Fe with the youth, um, that's what we want to model that after. I mean, all the way from kindergarten up, all these little instances of getting students outside of their, their comfort zone, outside of the normal routine of life, in order to put them into positions where they can put their faith into practice. And it's no wonder that these are the moments that we find the, the greatest yeah. life transformation for students. Well, and the biggest takeaway for me there is the packing list should be a lot smaller on our exactly right (laughs) so just bring nothing right it's easy be great so okay speaking of of some of those trips where are we going this year it's exciting in february we're going to costa rica the dominican republic and israel 
And I love that because those, those are three very different trips that kind of get at different aspects of the program. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Costa Rica is really more of a language immersion trip. Yes. Uh, Dominican Republic is a long time partnership that we've been going for years, which is really service-based faith, faith faith-based, um, amazing organization that gosh, it's probably been a long time, 15 years. Yeah. I would say probably close. Yeah, and then uh, and then Augustus, you're leading the Israel trip once again. Yeah, and, so you know. excited to be able to get back to Israel after a couple of years. Um, this I think will be our thirteenth year um, going okay. to to the Holy Land, and um, that trip actually was inspired by a, a trip I got to do in college, and you got to do it as well. I did. At, um, Janelle and I both went to Wheaton, and they had a program called Wheaton in the Holy Lands, and so uh, that was a sort of the seed of the vision for the Santa Fe and the Holy Lands trip yeah. because. That was another experience that was hugely impactful for my faith in college, to be able to see the literal concrete foundations of, of our faith. And so that trip in particular isn't so much a service-oriented trip, but a trip specifically designed to allow students to walk in the footsteps of Jesus and to uh, experience the land, the, the culture, the geography um, of the Holy Land. And I know there's a lot of kids that actually get baptized in the Jordan River on that trip. One of the other teacher that I've been leading with is uh, John Litz. So it is true that he's performed quite a few baptisms in the Jordan River as John the That's Baptist. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he'd. I don't know if he'd accept the Baptist label. No, I'm but, pretty sure he actually oh, is a Baptist. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. shows what I know. So, uh, and then I know we have two teams going in April. In April, we're going to France and Nepal. Okay. And, and then in the summer, we're going to Dominican Republic again. Right. Which, which, so we actually have two long-term partnerships in the yeah. Dominican Republic. So it's a different trip in the summer, mm-hmm. um, similar sort of focus. And then the France trip, also Jenny Catanio for, for I think, more than 10 years now. Long time. Um, and what's cool about that is that even through the pandemic, they've been doing all this like Zoom stuff with several schools over there that they're finally going to get to go see in person. Uh, so that'll be pretty neat. Yeah, she's established an incredible relationship it's, it's with a couple schools in France, and they regularly, her classes regularly do projects with the kids over there and are interacting with the students. And what a cool opportunity for some of them to get to go meet yeah. these kids that it's, they've been working with for the last two years, like you said. Awesome. It's pretty awesome. Really I, cool. uh, I had the privilege of traveling with Mrs. Catano a couple of years ago on her France trip, and I don't think I've ever witnessed another faculty member that has just such an amazing mm-hmm. heart and passion for evangelism and connecting yeah. with the local community. Um, it was just absolutely life-changing for the kids on that trip. Well, and if we can brag about Jenny for a little bit, too. I mean, it's not just France for her. Like, she she has an Italy trip that she's done for years as well. That They go to three different towns, and she's got these, you know, 12, 15, 20-year relationships with various schools there. So it's pretty amazing over time watching those things come together. And then Nepal will be a first. Nepal's a first. So yeah. I have some history in Nepal. I Some some impactful trips in my, my youth were leading some trips of high school kids over to Nepal. So I'm excited to bring those here to our students yeah. as well. And I know that trip's going to spend a lot of time in, in particular 
in uh, some areas of poverty and mm -hmm. dealing with uh, women in poverty in particular, yeah. and some ministries going on there to help uh, to help that that community as well as um, you know some some just a real look at a very different part of the world and very different culture, very yeah. unique and and I know you and I have done India together mm -hmm. a couple times, but uh, similar in that when when kids go and see sometimes the way that that other, other people live, it's pretty eye-opening and pretty yeah. high impact on them. Yeah. Um, and I would say, you know, the other, uh, one other fun thing is it, kids make like lifelong friends on these trips. I mean, I, I continually hear it's retreats and trips where a lot of the friends, friendships are made or, you know, someone that you've been at school with for the last two years that maybe you haven't gotten to know and then you end up on a trip with them and it's like, where have you been this whole time? You know? Yeah. And of course the answer is like three rows over in English, but <laughs> something about that experience that is pretty yeah. bonding for kids. For sure. For students that want to go on these trips, I think sometimes they can, um, be afraid that they're going into it with wrong motivation. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, seriously, I just want to kind of go on a fun trip. Right. And, um, you know, we listen to all these applications and, and oftentimes they're, they're very similar responses. And I, I pray many of them are, are honest that they want to experience life change and growth in their faith. But at the same time, I would encourage students as well that even if they don't have the, the perfect answer or understanding of, of why they're being drawn to, uh, to go um, and to serve, and, and maybe even if it is filled with a little bit of uh, selfish motivation. Um, the reality is, is that oftentimes kids don't exactly know what they need until uh, they're there and the Lord shows up and, and does something in their, in their heart and mind. So um, we don't really take into too much consideration that a student has to have the perfect answer for why they want to go. If they want to go and, and they meet the, the criteria, um, we'll often, we, we want to see them on the trip as well yeah. because we know um, that the Lord will meet them there. Yeah. Awesome. How do they apply? So they, this year where they fill out an application and we're doing video applications this year to kind of have students explain to us why they want to go, what they hope to get out of the trip and kind of what they bring to the team, because there is definitely an emphasis on we're a team, we're a collective unit going, and we're experiencing this together. So are you willing to be part of that team, and what can you bring to it? Yeah, yeah when, when you look back to the example in the Bible, they went two by two. So um, in our teams, we can't ignore the fact that um, we are building a, a body, a, a mini little group that is going to get to know each other way more than maybe even we want to. Yeah. And uh, students need to start to think in that mindset of this is a, a collective effort. One of the things that I always share with students um, is that if your mindset going into this trip is it's all about me, it's all about my experience, it's all about what I'm going to get out of it, then you are going to miss the point. Um, but when we take the the focus and our eyes off ourself and just open our hands and say, I'm willing to do whatever, I'm willing to serve whomever, then that's when transformation takes place. And so constantly referring back to students that it's not about you. Um, it's not about you. It's about the team. Um, and it's we before me. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you both. Uh, for being here today, but also, you know, for the, I mean, really days, weeks, months of effort you both have put into for years, taking our kids around the world, um, serving the Lord, modeling for them what that looks like. 
um, and giving them opportunities all over the place. And I know, especially, you know, this past year, you both have, have served on the committee to, to get this up and running again. It's been a lot of work and we're super thankful. And, um, I know the community is really excited to, to get these going again. So yeah. thanks. It's yeah, certainly it, not just us. I mean, no. there, it's amazing how many teachers have been involved in this program yeah. and even the teachers that aren't necessarily the ones planning, like the amount of sacrifice that, that it takes is, is definitely, definitely takes a toll when you have mm -hmm. young kids at home, when you're leaving behind spouses, um, there, there certainly is a cost, but those of us that, uh, I know that have made that sacrifice is a hundred percent worth it. It's one sure. of my absolute favorite things about working here. Yeah. Is having that opportunity. Well, we're excited to see what God does with them this year. So yeah. thank Amen. you both. And thank you to those of you who've been listening and or watching. If this is your first time, just a reminder, we have other episodes available of our Eagle Perspective podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are found. You can also watch our video podcasts on YouTube. We look forward to seeing you again soon.